Next on BYU Sports Nation, ordering up a bounce-back special for BYU football in Boise because a win changes everything. But is that even the biggest game for BYU athletics over the next week? What are your expectations for BYU tomorrow night in Boise, and what do we do with Spuddy Buddy? And you want another game against the SEC? You got it. No, it's not, Bama. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. This is how we do it. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy November 2nd. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who loves himself a big announcement, Jerem Jordan. Gosh, I love when people tease big announcements. Right? Huge announcements are coming. It always lives up to the hype. Mm -hmm. Every time. I'm always overwhelmed by the enormity of the announcement. (laughs) Rare is the occasion that we actually think, wow, that was a big announcement. Marketing tip. Just announce it. Then let people decide? Or say, we have an announcement. You don't have to say it's big. If you say it's big, then people go crazy. Now, that's different than... You know, it's big. Two-hour church. That's big. Getting into the Big 12, that's big. Okay. Yeah. Th- that's different than saying breaking news because breaking news is it just, in the moment. Well, yeah, you're saying I have an announcement. Don't not, say th- what, we why, have big breaking news. Why qualify the enormity of the announcement? Just just hand, the pe- hand it to the people and the people will tell. Like I was – Homecoming Spectacular is indeed spectacular. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I would, I would hope that I would be the one to declare whether it's spectacular or not. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. And it is spectacular. That's in – yes, we need to make a book of your pet peeves. Like, we need to make the Jerem Jordan pet, pet peeve peeves. book. I see tips. I see you, ideas. You're, you're annoyed by these things, though. Well, I just think you can do it better. Yeah. Okay. And I'm annoyed by things like hard butter, so. <laughs> yeah, I grew up with hard butter. My mom, the, my the mom always had hard butter. It's like. The worst. Buy, it's like 89 cents more. Buy the little tub, it comes ready to rock. Or you can just get a cube of real butter and leave it on a tray out so that it's a little bit soft. Yeah, there you go. Is there anybody that likes hard butter? Does anybody like... Raise your hand. Yeah, I like hard butter. Really good. (laughs) While you think about that uh, deep question, here is today's show lineup. Our going for two picks continue. That in 15 minutes, Jerem Jordan trying to make a comeback in that effort. Hey, it's early, dude. There are four, hoop season. hopefully five games left in the football season. Oh, we got all basketball season. We got we got time, dude. Through March, eight, the combo. We do the combo. Don't into we? March, all right. We got time. Dude. Okay, I'm just saying that we could crown we could crown a football champion and a basketball champion if you because maybe you want a fresh start if you're that far behind. Something to ponder. I'm not that far behind. I'm just saying if you too, get that far behind, three and a half points. Yeah, I'm two games behind. Okay, all right. Kevin Brown was so good last week from ESPN. We invited him back for round two. That happens in 30 minutes. He will call the BYU at Boise State game on ESPN2 tomorrow night, 10:15 Eastern time. And if BYU is playing Boise State, that means our guy Bob Beeler, the voice of the Broncos, Beeler. will join the program in 40 minutes. Is there a weakness within this current BYU and uh, oh, sorry, Boise State football program? Of course there are. They're not in Alabama. We'll see what he says about that. And we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougars seeking their first win ever on the blue turf, 0-4 all-time, as they travel to Boise tomorrow. 
coverage begins at 8. Well, they travel today. They play tomorrow. Coverage begins at 8.15 Eastern on BYU Radio. Countdown to kickoff starts at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV. And the game on ESPN2, 10.15 p.m. Eastern time. BYU football announces a two-game series with Arkansas. The Razorbacks come to Provo in 2022. And BYU goes to Fayetteville in 2023. Arkansas will be the third different SEC team to ever play in Provo. Fred Warner led the 49ers with seven tackles last night in a 34-3 drubbing of the Oakland Raiders, who fell to 1-7. Yikes. This Sunday, Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers travel to New England. They play Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots and Taysom Hill and the Saints in a huge game, host the undefeated Los Angeles Rams. And BYU basketball defeated the Westminster Griffins in the final exhibition of the season. Junior forward Yoli Childs led the team with 14 points and 14 rebounds. And Gavin Baxter contributed eight points, including this dunk. Zach Selyus up high. Right wing hard net. Pause between the circles. Low to Yo on the seal. No look to Gavin. Baxter reaches back and hammers it home. I'm not even mad. I'm actually impressed. BYU opens the regular season Tuesday at number seven, Nevada. Man, huge week for BYU athletics overall. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU football Cougars have been given a massive 16.2% chance to beat the Boise State Broncos on the blue tomorrow, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. The desert experts have BYU currently as a 13-point underdog. Keep those in mind as we remind you that this season, BYU has been typically pretty good coming off of a disappointing home loss and then having to go on the road. In fact, maybe their two best games happened in those instances. Jerem, what are your expectations for BYU tomorrow night in Boise? To score at least one touchdown. Has it come to that? No. Uh, I would expect a Boise State blowout win unless the Cougars go plus two in turnover margin. I think that's the great equalizer. It was in 2016. BYU had to be plus five just to lose by one. So let's examine the two losses, by the way, for the Broncos. See if there's any trends, okay? Uh, September 15th at Oklahoma State. This was a big one for Boise State to try and get that group five nod. Didn't work out. The Cowboys won that in blowout fashion. Outgained Boise State just by eight yards, plus one in turnover margin, seven sacks, two blocked punts, one return for a touchdown, and Boise State only ran for 34 yards, okay? October 6th against San Diego State at home. The Aztecs won the game by scoring 19 points and gaining 267 yards, but defensively, the Broncos were limited to 229 yards, 13 points, lost the turnover battle. So again, I think BYU needs to win the turnover battle, needs to get in the backfield, and then I, I'm not sure that BYU can outscore Boise State, who puts up 40 a game. I think defensively, BYU has got to create some turnovers. And listen, with Taysom Hill, BYU was plus five and still lost by one. And two defensive touchdowns. I'm not expecting that kind of defensive performance, but I think BYU needs to really bring it on that side of the ball to have a chance on offense. With how schizophrenic and emotionally charged BYU has been after losses this year, Jeremiah, I expect a close game. I really do. The more and more I think about this, I expect BYU to be in it, to be close, and for it to be weird in the fourth quarter. There's a historical trend there. Three one-point losses out of four. It's pretty good. BYU has their backs against the wall. I mean, collectively, 
Who is expecting BYU to go up there and win? Who's giving BYU a real chance to beat Boise State? Very few. Very few. And most of those we would say, you have serious blue goggles on if you think that BYU is going to go up to Boise Boise and win this game coming off of a six-point offensive output against Northern Illinois, who, by the way, scored 36 last night and moved to 5-0 and in uh, Maction play. Uh, Akron scored 26, by the way. (laughs) Akron scored a touchdown on their first drive, I think. (laughs) BYU fans were tweeting about it. Anyway, I expect a close game. Yeah, I think BYU will have their edge. I expect them to play angry. I expect them to play extra motivated. And hangry. Because they've been challenged. The whole fan base has challenged this team. Like, they don't believe. And so the Cougars can play with that edge. Why should they believe? I'm not saying they should. Yeah, they, like right now, BYU has got to show something. Show a little heart. Show that they're not last year's team. They've been and challenged. And I know they're last, not last year's team. The schedule is a lot harder. I looked at the record of the opponents, by the way. BYU's only played one team with a losing record. Like, this schedule has been hard. And you know I love a hard schedule. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think they've been <laughs> challenged. I think they'll play angry. I expect this to be a close game. I think it'll be weird in the fourth quarter. I love weird, dude. Go get it My done. Favorite. Go go, go get it done. Hear all the doubters and the naysayers and the people that don't believe. All the haters. Yeah, No, seriously. Go get it done. Use that edge that they have you, used after you two know disappointing home losses. You run out of motivation when you're like, dude, the haters. That's when you, yeah, yeah, that's nice. About a month ago, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo told us BYU had a good football series close to being announced. We postulated on who that could be. We did not guess that it would be Arkansas as BYU signs a two-game series with the Razorbacks. Spencer, what's your reaction to the scheduling news? I really like the series. I think this is... In the current context of what these programs are, I think this is a winnable Power 5 game for BYU at home. Those are hard to get. I think this is an opportunity for BYU to be able to notch a win against a name program, and they get him to come to Provo first. That that's doesn't cool. happen often. Yeah, that's cool. Like This is well done by Tom Homo and his staff to go out. Ernesto de la Cruz schedule this one. And get the Here's SEC to come again and play in Provo. So, yeah, initially I like it. It's one thing to schedule Alabama or Auburn or Florida. Sorry, those, they don't come west those top to tier a SEC teams. Non-Power 5 team? That didn't happen. No, but to get a team like Arkansas to move west, to yeah. come west, yeah. and start the series in Provo is a nice accomplishment in independence. I like it. I think it's a winnable Power 5 home game for BYU. What do you think? It's rare, which brings us to our stat of the day. Okay. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Arkansas will be the third SEC team ever to play in Provo. BYU's played Mississippi State twice, 2016. Missouri will play here in 2020. And then our Kansas in 2022. So I I like it. Uh, However, what have I said about my schedules? I said max three or four power fives is what I would like. This is the fifth Power 5 game in 2022 and 2023. I'm with you, though. I, there's a difference between playing you know, uh, USC or Stanford or Oregon and playing certain other – like the top-heavy – you're right. This is a game that BYU can win. But I'm telling you, there's a threshold, um, and I feel like it's four Power 5s. This is the fifth. So it's like, okay, are you going to add more to that? And then you stack, and then what? And then you win seven – Games, and then no one remembers that season. So it, it, it's tough in that regard. Listen, I don't want to treat a scheduling announcement like it's a game, because it's not. And we do that a lot here. We say, ha, 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 Arkansas! It's like, 
That is, listen, that's a really good series. First one's pro. That's all great. I'm with you. I'm with you. But there comes a point where there's too much weight on that bar. And to me, that's once you go past four power fives. Is there too much weight on the bar strictly based on power fives? Or is it because BYU plays the best of the rest typically in G5? The likes of Boise State. It all matters. And San Diego State and Utah State and Houston. They're playing really good G5 teams that are capable of beating other Power 5 teams. The greatest BYU teams did not play these kind of schedules. Oh, I, what I, made them great? They, they didn't have the opportunity they were to do good. This. They weren't independent. Right. And if they did, if 84 plays these schedules, they don't win in the national title. They don't win the national title. The, it, BYU's BYU because they didn't play these schedules. Different time, different era. Different result. And a different result, for sure. It's harder to have a special season right. with an increasingly difficult schedule. So do you want to win or do you want to schedule? Because to me, you can't have both right now. Yeah. Well, BYU's winning the You've ha- You have to lessen honor code, academics, whatever, if you want to raise the schedule. BYU's and winning BYU's the preseason scheduling championship. BYU is what it is. Like, and we love BYU for what it is. We've talked about how enormous this BYU-Boise State football game is for the Cougars. Frankly, it could change everything. It could change all of the negative rhetoric in one simple night. That's, that's how finicky this is. That's how finicky fan bases are. If BYU goes up to Boise and wins for the first time ever on the blue turf and gets another notable road win, then everything changes. That said, is it even the biggest game for BYU athletics in the next five days? Because, oh, wait, here comes seventh-ranked Nevada for BYU basketball to open up the season for the Cougars on the hard court. Jerem, which would be a bigger win for the entirety of BYU athletics, beating Boise on the blue or knocking off a top 10 team in Reno on Wednesday night? It would be nice if BYU got both for sure. Uh, If I have to pick, I say football. Okay. There's not a weird feeling around the men's basketball program. There's not questions. There's not challenging the status quo right now. We know what BYU basketball is. It's a good, it's a good program that wins. 25 games a year and goes to the postseason. We're hoping that's the NCAA tournament this year. Certainly a win against Nevada would really, really help that. But to me, the bigger game is trying to beat Boise State. Football's expectations are being shattered. 4-9 and nine last year. 4-4 four and four with a loss with no touchdown at home to a group of five team, albeit a, a, a decent one, right, in NIU. Football needs this more for its culture, for the narrative, and for the feeling around the program. BYU can get a win like Nevada later. Um, I don't. I don't know that a Boise State type win is there, and it would be nice. But the bigger win would be Utah. But yeah, if we're looking at the next five days, Boise State or Nevada, I go Boise State. The context of this game, because of what has happened recently to BYU football, losing three of four, it has to be Boise State. Oh man, I, I can't tell you how important a win against Nevada would be for BYU basketball to set themselves up for an NCAA tournament run to get a quality nice. tier one win on the first night of the season. It could be a huge tone setter. But there is so much negativity and doubt surrounding the BYU football team right now that I think that a win at Boise would do more for the overall direction and feeling of the BYU Athletics Department if the Cougars could do something they've never done. That's win against a regional rival on that dreaded blue turf. They've had plenty of opportunity in the past three one-point games. They've been so close. The breakthrough, I think, would give everyone a much-needed reprieve and happy feeling that doesn't exist right now. Yeah, the, yeah, the narrative is not good right now with BYU football, so it would be nice to get another good road win. And then we would officially declare this team awesome on the road. 
I expect if they win this one, Arizona, Wisconsin, Boise State, that'd be awesome. (laughs) They're officially a road team at that point. Like, oh, they are a road team. By the way, I did see Michael Shelton made a comment on social media saying, hey, I want to apologize for my comments. We have the best fans. Thank you. Appreciate the support. So just want to make sure that was out there. Yeah. And to his credit. Yeah. Well done for doing that. Listen, he said what he said, and uh, hopefully BYU gets a win tomorrow, you know? It could change everything. It would change the rhetoric. It would change the direction. And that's another topic. I think it would change, but it wouldn't change everything. There's still major issues regardless of whether BYU wins this game or not. All of a sudden, there's hope instilled back into the fan base. And that's a powerful emotion, right? Hope is back in one game. That's what I'm saying. Barack Obama's campaign was built around that idea. Boom. Like, it, it changes a feeling. It's a feeling. I don't know that there's a lot of hope right now. Like, I say hope in reference to playing Utah. Like, right now, I don't think hardly anyone believes BYU can be Utah. Hope that's a ho- That's a bad feeling. All rebellions are based in hope, right? <laughs> Built. <laughs> Built in hope, yeah. By the Home Depot. Sorry, I was close, kind of. Uh, yeah, I think it changes everything. Our question of the day, as you look at BYU football at Boise State tomorrow night and BYU basketball at Nevada on Wednesday, which would be bigger for BYU athletics, beating the Broncos on the turf or BYU basketball winning in Reno? Time to hear from you. This is the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Max Fillmore answers on Instagram. Football beating Boise State. BYU basketball's record is less at stake because it's the beginning of their season. Football needs this win if we are looking to keep a winning record and get to a bowl game. There is that. BYU hasn't been below 500 all season. Mm-hmm. A loss at Boise will change all of that and put them at 4-5, and five, thus putting them against the wall, having to I'm win sure. the next two to get to a bowl game. They yeah. have to beat UMass, have to beat New Mexico State to feel good about a bowl game if you lose to Boise. If you can't beat UMass and New Mexico State, you stink. So then you shouldn't go to a bowl game. Like, is it? Are we at the point where we're like, oh man, I don't know about UMass and Mexico State. That is one pathetic. You are one pathetic <laughs> loser if that's the case. And I don't, I don't feel that's the case. I think BYU is going to win both those games. So do I. Granted, but there's some doubt. It's a. We- I know that's the thing. There's some doubt. If BYU, and I don't like that if there's BYU doubt. wins there at doubt? Boise, there's hope, and then there's no doubt that they go on the road, even in the Eastern Time Zone, early on a Saturday, yeah. and dominate UMass. You beat Boise, you beat UMass. Listen, we talked about it the other day um, with Spud Bud, who's featured. Yeah, can we do something different with this guy? Promotion for famous Idaho potatoes. Um, we've been—I've been particularly really mean to him. So I'm wondering if we should be nicer. Like you, you brought it up. Maybe there's some reverse mojo there for a little more kind. So maybe we should cater to him more. Here's what I've got in mind. Okay, a little spot treatment. All right. I don't know what that means for a potato, but we're gonna hand him off. So Sarah, do you mind? Doing your magic. Oh, wow. Buddy, buddy. Okay, so we'll hand him off. We'll bring him back later in the program. He's going to get the spot treatment. We're going to be nice. <laughs> We're going to be kind, charitable, loving, thrifty, brave, clean, reverent, um, so that your boy, Spuddy Buddy, can maybe we get some good karma from this. I don't know. He is the Idaho mascot, like the mascot of the entire state. So he's not directly affiliated I with the I thought Boise it was Rick's state. Vikings. That's... Uh, my entire universe is shattered. So let's, right yeah, let's exercise the demons. 
And so hopefully, it works, hopefully yeah. it works out let's, for BYU. Let's try, let's let's try, try. something different. Spot treatment, you know? Yes. Okay, coming up, ESPN's <laughs> Kevin Brown's on the call for a second straight week for the Cougars. What does he expect between BYU and Boise State on the board? Did we really just give Spuddy Buddy yeah. to an esthetician? An esthetician. <laughs> I didn't know what that was until today. And can Jerem work reverse curse magic once again this season? We're pulling out all the stops. Am I going 17 plus? This is news to me. Going for two. Happens next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, we are live from Boise and Provo for Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV at 9 Eastern Time. Spencer will give live reports from the Smurf Turf. Kathy Aiken features the Kafusi Cousins. The story of Matt Hadley's game day baby and the usual amazing analysis and predictions with Y-Factor and bold predictions. It's tomorrow night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Well, to your point, maybe we shouldn't call them amazing and we should just put them out there and let people decide if they are amazing predictions. I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) I know you are, and so am I. So am I. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUS and On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast in a myriad of ways. You can always watch the show at BYUSN.com and experience BYUSN whenever you want. Let's go for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. A little backdrop. Every football game and basketball game now coming up, Jerem and I make two picks. Each is worth one point. If we get it correct, current standings have me with nine points out of a possible 16. Jerem Jordan, thanks to a 17-plus special, is at five and a half points. Jerem, you're up first. What are your two picks for the BYU-Boise State game? Versus Curse, BYU by, or Boise State, rather. <laughs> Big difference. By 17-plus. Okay. Boise State by 17-plus. They're 13-point fave right now. Boise State by 17-plus. I'm hoping for reverse curse, or if I'm wrong, I get a full point. And again, there is an exception. If the reverse curse works, Jeremy will That's get another half That's how pathetic I am point. in this game. We have a half point. You'll get another I half point. I didn't point. ask for that, I'm, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, number two, this is me grooving a fastball down the middle just to get a point. BYU rushes for 100-plus. Although, BYU's 0-4 when not rushing for a hundy. So if BYU, uh, Boise State wins by 17-plus, I keep saying BYU. Maybe I think BYU is going to win. All four, uh, yeah. Then... then uh, yeah, BYU loses if they don't rush for 100. BYU goes over 100, they're 4 now. All four wins for BYU, they have gone at least 160-plus rushing the ball. So, And uh, they've been 92 or under in the four losses. Yikes. All right, am I going for two picks? First to 24 will win this game. Boise State is surrendering an average of 24.6 points per game. That's good for 52nd in the nation out of 130 FBS teams. BYU is scoring 22.8 points per game, currently 110th out of 130 teams. So can the Cougars eclipse the 24 mark, and can they eclipse that mark before Boise does? The first team to score 24 will win tomorrow night's game. Secondly, it's kind of similar to what you have in the rush game, Jerem. I think BYU will rush for more than 100, but less than 150. They have not been in that range all year. They will rush as a team for somewhere between 100 and 150 yards against Boise State. It's, it's been two ends of the spectrum. It's been erratic. Schizophrenic is another word that I've used often this week to explain BYU football in general, but certainly the rush game results. So I think that there will be some 
I guess, continuity, or not continuity, but some consistency tomorrow night. And the Cougars will have, uh, I don't know, 130-ish rushing the ball. Is that enough to beat Boise? I have no idea. I have no idea. If you run for 150, you're not a good rush team. Yet BYU's, that's been the magic number for them running the ball through the years. I mean, averaging. Well, that's assuming you have a quarterback who's throwing for close to 300. BYU hasn't had that guy since Max Hall. Can BYU put up 400 total yards of offense? They have once, once this year, year Hawaii? against Hawaii, I believe. Yeah, once can BYU go four hundred plus? Not a lot at like, Boise. Yeah, their I mean, defense is not great. I wouldn't say it's bad. I would it's not say bad, it's but it's not great. Middle of the road, yeah, yeah. Right? average, yeah. average. Four seventy four against Hawaii. Who's lost three in a row? You know, started six and one. They've lost three in a row. Our question of the day: Which would be bigger for BYU athletics? BYU football winning at Boise on Saturday, or BYU basketball beating Nevada? Five days from now, at Caleb Smith answers on Twitter. BYU win over Boise State is not only bigger, but much needed. Going to what we were talking about, to change the emotion, to reinstill hope in the fan base. He continues, plus BYU basketball will beat Gonzaga at least once this season like they typically do. Also, BYU will top St. Mary's this year in hoops. Football needs the boost. Sorry, BYU's going to beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's? That would be awesome. Listen, this Gonzaga... BYU didn't beat Gonzaga last year. What's funny is we always say this. This Gonzaga team is special. And yet, BYU went up there and beat the number one ranked team in America. Last year, they didn't. They didn't beat them last year. But yes, right. but they did they, beat St. Mary's last year, who was really good. Yes. And, yeah. Ugh. At the Brentar 14 answers on Twitter. It's close, but I think it's got to be basketball at Nevada. Football win would be awesome, but won't change the overall big picture. I disagree. I think it does change the overall big picture. Well, it, it, your schizophrenic argument is even stronger. Yes. They win. So do you want that? <laughs> yes, is the answer. I want to win every game, every always, every year, every second. At the Brentar 14 continued, basketball win could possibly be the difference between an NCAA tournament bid and the NIT. Too early to say for sure, but yeah, could be yeah. huge. No, no, no. It would be uh, very, very important for sure. It would be a huge launching point for BYU's Nevada, season. Was a Sweet 16 team. They lost to Loyola Chicago for a chance to go to the Elite Eight. Okay, that's it's the Martin Twins are legit. Like Nevada is really good, but BYU football needs this more. They really do because BYU basketball have a few other opportunities like this in the form of Gonzaga. Think about the change in attitude. Think about the change in attitude and feeling from Northern Illinois to Boise State in one week span, the low of lows to another uber high. It's crazy how different it can be, how different it could be if BYU does what nobody's expecting them to do and overcome another double-digit underdog deficit and do something they've never done, win on the blue. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Looks like Spuddy Buddy's back from his spa trip. Okay, all right. Okay. Let's go. All right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Foil. Uh, he's in the form of a baked potato. <laughs> um, cheese. A lot of cheese. Like, he looks sour very, cream, all the fixings. He looks very comfortable, slash, split open. Um, is that a spa treatment? Like, is this treating Spuddy Buddy well? I think we may have misinterpreted what this could be and what this should I be. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of hungry. I don't normally eat potatoes at 10. Jerem, don't do it. You are cursing BYU if you take a bite of that. 
I am? Oh. <laughs> we are supposed to be nice. I just picked Boise State by 17 plus. <laughs> <laughs> we are supposed to be nice. Oh, well, I think the damage has been done. Oh, man. All right. I don't want to curse BYU, though. All right. Well. <laughs> I was just told to take a bite. <laughs> A lot of sour cream. Oh, mark this. Okay. All right. Funny, buddy. You taste so good. (laughs) What is happening? Our friend. Our good friend. Good friend. The Spud Bud. Speak for yourself. Oh, I'm so sad right now. I hope this works. I don't. There's some some things can't help. Coming up, I'm repeating the play-by-play voice of Boise State. Bob Beeler tells us how anybody can find a way to beat the Broncos on the Smurf turf. Is there anybody that can do it other than San Diego State this year? And did ESPN play-by-play guy Kevin Brown hit all the must-eat places in Provo? Speaking of eating potatoes, what about one one place? Studio B. Does he have a secret formula for the Cougars to win on the blue? We'll ask him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. See you, Spud. Spuddy! BYU faces the fighting Spuddy Buddies of Boise State tomorrow. But next week, travel to face UMass. BYU TV has reached an agreement with 11 Sports to have the game televised on BYU TV and produced by 11 Sports. Watch the game at noon Eastern time next Saturday, November 10th on BYU TV. All right, it's a Friday. This is how we do it. Let's keep it rolling with the headlines. BYU football seeks win number one on the crooked blue turf in Boise tomorrow. Literally, it's crooked in some places. Ask Dan Gawalaku. Yeah, they, Boise State is aware of it. Coverage begins at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Moving pictures on Countdown to Kickoff and TV begin at 9 Eastern. And the game kicks at 10.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. BYU football announces a two-game series with Arkansas. The Razorbacks out of the SEC come to Provo in 2022, and BYU goes to Fayetteville in 2023. Love it. Fred Warner and the San Francisco 49ers. Big win last night. He led the team with seven tackles and a 34-3 victory over the Raiders. This Sunday, Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers travel to New England for a showdown with Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots. Taysom Hill and the Saints, they're 6-2. They host 8-0. And the last unbeaten team in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams. And BYU basketball defeats the Westminster Griffins in the final exhibition of the season. Junior forward Yoli Childs led the team with 14 points and 14 boards. ESPN play-by-play man Kevin Brown is with us again for the second week in a row, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Kevin, you were so good last week, we decided to invite you back again. So thanks for taking the time with us. I must have been good because... It was a 7-6 to six game, so I don't know why you want to hear from me again. <laughs> uh, let's start with this. How many of our Provo area food recommendations did you take us up on last week? Um, I went to J-Dogs a couple of hours after the call, actually. Nice. And had a phenomenal Polish dog. Okay. Got the uh, special sauce on there. Um, the gentleman behind the counter recommended mayonnaise and a little onions and sauerkraut, so I did all that. That was awesome. Had Bam Bams on Friday night. Some of the best barbecue of my life, genuinely. Andre Ware and I uh, feasted on brisket and turkey. The ribs were amazing. Mac and cheese. 
And the mac and cheese had some little bits of goldfish in there, which I thought was unique and delicious. <laughs> and then I can't remember what I did. Oh, you know what? Saturday, because it was the game, we just ate uh, the press spread, which was some Brazilian barbecue place. Tucano's, which uh, is also a hot yes. spot. Yeah, also a hot oh, spot. That was, I, I've basically been in on a cleanse since last week. <laughs> Listen, BYU may not have scored a touchdown in the game, but they scored a touchdown with the food, I think, right? Yeah, that, you you they, needed to cleanse they, after the uh, the game that you called last week. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what got my stomach. I'm not sure. It could have been the back-to-back barbecue, or, or it could have been the 7-6 affair. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Last week, BYU loses a game at home in which it scores no touchdowns. NIU comes in, plays the great defensive game they, we thought they would. Now BYU goes up to Boise State against a prolific offense. You probably couldn't have two more different offenses back-to-back than these two. So what do you think of the different kind of matchup that is BYU against Boise State? Yeah, I mean, Northern Illinois coming into last week was – Worse than anybody else in the country in pass yards per attempt besides Rutgers. And then to go from that to Boise State, my gosh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. This, this is a huge, huge uh, turnaround in terms of distinct styles. Now, Boise is a little bit inconsistent. Brett Rippon has had a couple of really rough games this year, but they've generally come against better defensive teams. Oklahoma State was really able to rush the passer. Same with San Diego State. So Boise has about a half dozen terrific wide receivers. Well, they got a strong running back in Alex Madison. They're susceptible, though, to a good pass rush, and that's, I think, BYU's best potential strength here. Uh, the way they rushed the passer last week was impressive. Obviously, they held NIU to seven. They were doing something right. I like the way they moved Kafusi and Shoni Taketake in that front around. Boise's right side of the offensive line is the one to watch. Their left tackle, their left guard, and their center are all good, and they've all started Ezra Cleveland, John Mulchon, and and Garrett Larson. They've all started every game this year. Uh, They've moved in a new right tackle and right guard the last two weeks, and their fans have been very frustrated with the lack of run production, which is part of the reason they've thrown it so much, and with the right side of that line in particular. I think BYU can get pressure. Uh, and that may be your best-case scenario. As good as BYU's defensive backs are, I think Boise's wide receivers are just across the board better. They have so many options that it's hard to shut anyone down. They're extremely balanced. Uh, after last year, Cedric Wilson just ate up all their catches. They're so much more balanced now. But if you can get pressure and force Rippon to rush the ball out, I think that's your potential biggest strength. You have to, though. If you, if you can't get pressure, he is going to pick you apart. Okay, BYU will take any weakness that can be exploited, so I'm sure the Cougars and their defensive staff will be all over that. That said, the offense is another head-scratcher. Uh, we saw BYU put up 49 points against Hawaii, and then two weeks later they managed two field goals against Northern Illinois. Granted, the Huskies' defense is really good. What do you expect from the BYU offense, led by quarterback Zach Wilson, this week around in Boise? Well, we talked. Uh, on the phone a couple of days ago to Zach and to Kalani Sataki. And the mantra from them is they're going to play to Zach's strengths. They're going to be more aggressive with him. Which, having watched him on film one game and having watched him in in person one game, it would strike me as letting him air it out a little bit more and using the quarterback run game. Now, I think they wanted to use the quarterback run game more last week. Northern just did a great job of spying Zach. It seemed like any time he wanted to get on the run, there was a linebacker, there was a safety in the middle of the field. 
eyeing him down. He was never able to do that. He has one spectacular run, obviously, was the hurdle play. But outside of that, there, there weren't many moments where he impacted the game with his legs. I think they will try to do that more. I'm sure Boise will be ready for it. Uh, I think they'll try to take a few more shots. Again, your offensive line's got to hold up for that. And, and this is where we talked so glowingly about all the young players last week, all the youth. The inconsistency comes with youth, and, and the offensive line plainly did not play well last week. So I am all for trying to play to Zach Strange more, letting him air it out, letting him run, but you got to block up front. And if BYU can't do that, you could be in for more of the same because it is just an inconsistency that we saw time and again with the offensive line last week. BYU moved the ball well at times and then would seem to get to the 42 or the 47-yard line and just stall out because they couldn't get a hat on a hat. This was September, not November, but BYU has gone on the road and defeated two Power 5 teams in Arizona and Wisconsin. Uh, had a clunker at Washington, but this is a team that we've been talking about has been very two-faced. At home is one thing, and on the road is another. So what kind of BYU do you expect after last week, given how BYU's played on the road, which is pretty good? Yeah, you know, I, I thought, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, I, I thought Michael Shelton's comments were really fascinating this week and i don't often hear a level of honesty like that uh among a college player talking about the different road and home atmospheres i think there maybe is a little something to that it's it's you know it's when you're talking about 19 to 23 year old kids it's just it's hard for me to ascribe any consistency with they do x at home and y on the road it it just changes from time to time i do think there will be a good amount of BYU fans, I do think this will be a great environment. You know, it's a smaller stadium, obviously, than Lavelle Edwards. Um, they pack it. They pack it every year for this game. They genuinely seem to think it's a rivalry here, as in reading comments and talking to Kalani, people up in Provo do as well. So I think a young team sometimes needs a little extra push, and they will get that from the crowd tomorrow night. I, I expect this to be, if not sold out, close. And I expect that means we'll get BYU's best effort. Listen, I mean, you you and I both, good luck figuring out a team that did what they did at Wisconsin and then came home and scored six later in the year against NIU. You know, that's young teams. That's, young teams are inconsistent. And they have seemed to, with the exception of Washington, rise to the occasion uh, in better, louder environments. I think tomorrow night will be a better, louder environment. So I guess, judging by the data, we'll get a good effort from BYU. Kevin, it's great to talk to you again. Uh, I'm sure you have your food options locked down in Boise, so good luck there. Uh, we're glad that you got a cleanse on, and uh, have a great call tomorrow night. I've been told Fork is the spot, but if you're listening to this and you're in Boise, uh, just go tomorrow. Leave me some space for tonight. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, but Kevin. Thank you, guys. All right. I'll be back with you. Kevin Brown on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, Jimmer goes for a season high. How many did he score? And the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. What does he think about a potential weakness in the Boise State armor? Is it on their offensive line? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Top-ranked BYU women's volleyball continues the quest for perfection tomorrow on BYU TV as they host West Coast Conference foe San Diego at 9 Eastern time. 
Joining us now, our second guest on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the Boise State play-by-play man, Bob Beeler. And, Bob, great to have you back with us on BYUSN. Um, If fans haven't experienced it, why do you feel like the Boise State game day experience, tailgating, blue turf, all that fun stuff, is a worthwhile trip? Well, first of all, I think it's a a great place to watch a game, much like Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You're very close to the action, probably about half the size of of Lavelle Edwards Stadium, maybe a little more than half. So you sit right on top of the field. Obviously, the, the turf is blue, which makes that experience a little different. The tailgating, we've got a practice field right next to it where there's a lot of tailgating that goes along, and a lot of the parking lots that people will tailgate are right adjacent to the stadium, so everything's very convenient. Uh, Three of the four games that have been played here have come down to one point, Um, so I I think it's just a good game to see, and I think it's a pretty easy trip. You can come up here without flying. Boise State is a 13-point favorite over BYU in this game. Um, tell us a little bit about what Boise State's done well and what you think of the matchup with BYU. Well, I think Boise State's offense, as far as the past game, has really been good this season. Brett Rippon has shown that as a four-year starter at quarterback that he now has made all the throws. The deep ball has really been there. The receivers, which I thought might be a minus coming into the season after losing Cedric Wilson to the Cowboys, where he was the prime target last year, it's been by committee, and that has really worked out well for Boise State. they got about four or five guys that are capable of turning in a 100-yard game for a receiver. So Boise State's offense has been very prolific, especially on the passing side. The, the running game has been a bit of a work in progress. Last week against Air Force, I thought it was as good as it's looked all season. Alexander Madison's a good back, um, you know, capable of getting 100 yards in a game, which he did in that one. So the offense has been really good. And the defense has been very solid all season. Um, Boise State defense the last couple weeks, you know, not last week, but the week before that, the two weeks before that has done a good job of getting turnovers. Last week with Air Force's option attack, they did a very good job in the second half against them. They fared too well in the first half. But uh, this is a deep team. This is a team that, you know, two losses have been San Diego State. I think that's a game they would love to have back so they could still be undefeated in the conference. And then the day they played Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State played really well. And, you know, you couldn't just change a couple of plays in that game and get a win. The voice of the Boise State Broncos, Bob Beeler, with us on BYUSN in his 11th season in those responsibilities. Follow him at uh, BSU Bob on Twitter. Uh, Okay, we always have this conversation, um, and, and I think it grows every year because this is a budding regional rivalry, but... How much right now does the Boise State fan base view BYU as a true rival? I think quite a bit because I think to you know have a rivalry, you have to have a game that goes on all the time. And while there hasn't been you know that long ago, 2003, it's, it's a consistent series where that's a team that you know pops up every year on the schedule. I think to have a true rival, it also helps that you're close enough where your fans can drive to the other team's place. So. You know, five hours, Boise State fans can be down there, vice versa. Uh, I also think that to have a big rivalry, you need fan bases. And I think this is one where maybe it it skews more here that it's of an interest than down there. But there are so many people here that are BYU fans in the in the Treasure Valley. So I think to have a rivalry, you need to be able to have friends, neighbors, and coworkers that like the other team and, you know, that you can go back and forth with. And I think that at least up here – I think that that 
happens a lot. There are a lot of people here that like the Cougars, and obviously there's a lot of people that like the Broncos. So uh, Boise State, I think, has been searching for some teams and, and you know to be rivals with, and I think they do have some that are in the Mountain West that are growing. You know, One of Boise State's problems as far as rivalry is they've been in four different conferences. And when you're in four different conferences, you change some of the teams you play. Some of the teams that were rivals, like Idaho, have you know rotated off the schedule because they're no longer in your league and now no longer – at the same level of football, Idaho's playing FCS football. So I think they're they're looking for somebody, and I think with some of the games that have been close and and competitive against BYU, I think that you know this thing is trending up as far as that concerned. What sticks out about about the Cougars to you? Because this team has been a better road team than home team. Has defeated Arizona and Wisconsin on the road, got blown out against Washington, but at home uh, a couple of uh, you know head scratching losses, and here BYU is a big dog at Boise State. Well, I think the thing that scratches my head on this for them is their inconsistency. I wouldn't have given you 25 cents to beat Wisconsin, and then I wouldn't have thought you'd lose to Northern Illinois at home. So, I mean, you know, I think that they've been a tough team to figure. Uh, I think inconsistent quarterback play has probably hurt them a little bit. You know, you've changed quarterbacks in the middle of the season. You're playing a true freshman now. You look tremendous against Hawaii watching the game against Northern Illinois. I wouldn't say that you look tremendous. Defensively, you know, the numbers look solid. Doesn't look like they've, you know, come after you with a whole lot of sacks, though, would be my negative there. And they, they really probably haven't forced a whole lot of turnovers either. But the yardage has been been pretty good. But I think, to me, looking at the numbers, offensively is probably where BYU has not measured up this season. I mean, you're, you're 100 or more, you know, in all the four major offensive categories, points, rushing yards, passing yards, total offense. So, um you know, in this game, if you're asking me to look at it, I think that, you know, for every point Boise State puts up on the board, if they can get the thing, you know, into the 30s, you know, I think I think BYU will be challenged to, to stay with Boise State at that point. Bob, great to have you with us. We appreciate the insight into the Broncos, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow in Boise. Should be a lot of fun. We've had three one-point games up here. Last time you guys were up here, block field goal kind of proved to be the difference. Uh, BYU able to throw a couple of Hail Marys after – getting the ball back on that, and uh, I would expect another entertaining game tomorrow night. Fantastic. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, man. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Bob Beeler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Yeah. It, Let's hope it's a close one. That'd be, that'd be great for BYU to be in position there. Can BYU's pass rush disrupt an offensive line that, as was pointed out by Kevin Brown of ESPN, has been susceptible on the left side to leaving Brett Rippon out to dry a little bit. Oklahoma State had seven sacks. Can BYU exploit that? Maybe that's where the turnovers come, the disruptive play. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't have to be that. Probably. Probably. Yeah, I, I don't think offensively you match up turnovers straight up. Right? So you have to do something. Got to be disruptive. Coming up, did Jimmer Fredette score thirty in his sixth straight game? The answer is yes, but by how much? Oh, you said he went for a season high, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know how many he scored. Find that out next in the whip, as well as how Fred Warner continues to impress with the 49ers. Man, they destroyed the Raiders last night. This is BYU Sports Nation. Fred Warner had that pick six. Yeah. Shout out to today's guest, Kevin Brown of ESPN and the voice of the Boise State Broncos, Bob Beeler. If you missed any of the show, simple. Download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes on demand. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time again. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
football. Brigham travels to Boise today to play the Broncos on the blue tomorrow night in the Cougars' pursuit of a first-ever win up there. Coverage begins on BYU Radio, 8.15 Eastern. Then BYU TV's countdown to kickoff begins at 9 Eastern. BYU football announced a two-game series with Arkansas. Out of the SEC, the Razorbacks come to Provo. In 2022, BYU returns the trip to Fayetteville. In 2023, Arkansas marks the third different SEC team to ever play in Provo, joining Mississippi State and Missouri, who will play here in the future. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner led the 49ers with seven tackles last night in a 34-3 win over the Oakland Raiders. Sunday, Jamal Williams and the Packers travel to New England to play Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots. And then Taysom Hill and the Saints host the L.A. Rams. Men's basketball. Defeated Westminster in the final exhibition of the season, junior forward Yoli Childs, like we said he would, led the team in points to 14. He also had 14 rebounds. Jimmer. For that, and the Shanghai Sharks defeated the Beijing Ducks 118-113 this morning. Jimmer Fredette scored a season-high 50 points. 50. Including 8 of 13 from 3. I also shot 8 of 13 this morning. Eat your heart out, Derek Rose. Volleyball. Number one ranked BYU host San what? Diego in the Smithfield House tonight. 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars trying to improve to 13-0 in conference play and 23-0 this year. They've dropped one set in West Coast conference play out of 40. It happened to be against San Diego. Soccer. The West Coast Conference champion women's soccer team wraps up regular season play at LMU tomorrow night. Radio pregame, 8.30 Eastern. Tennis. The BYU men's tennis team advancing all four doubles pairs and three individuals into the round of 16 at the Jack Kramer Collegiate Tournament in Rolling Hills, California. Today's rise and shout. For me, it goes to BYU basketball for playing through a bent rim situation last night in the exhibition. When did the rim bend? (laughs) At halftime. It was bent to the right. They had a scenario where they called timeout before they started the they second half. Bent? I have no idea. I have no idea who did it. I wish there were some video cameras there. I think it, it probably had to be Gavin Was it Baxter, on a dot right? from Gavin Beck? So they, they said, well, we can bring in a new standard, but the shot clock doesn't work on the other one. And we can't just replace the rim right now. I mean, crazy. Our elite voice of the day. Brought to you by Sundance Math Resort celebrating 50 years at JSJ35 on Twitter. Whatever you do, a punch, kick, slap, or spa treatment to Spuddy Buddy, he's always smiling. Also, why doesn't he wear pants, he asks. He doesn't have a face man. <laughs> How can he smile? Or Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Gary Trost. Rim bender. Go Cougs. Buddy Buddy. Buddy.